Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Matt, you've been out and done a bit of the course today. What would you make of it? It's going to be tough. It's really going to be tough. Um... Although saying that, the climb itself, the main climb, isn't particularly steep. There's a couple of little pitches of about 10%. But it took me about 20... Actually, I, I, I kind of weirdly... I don't go on Strava, but I strava it. I think it took me 25 minutes. Um, I, had a, I had a compact on. It's going to be pretty grippy, but I, th- I think because the course is so ferociously hard, and what was it, 4,600 metres of elevation in total, and that brutally steep climb at the end... Um, I have a feeling that it's, it could come down to a situation that we've seen recently, if you take this year's Liege-Bastogne-Liege out of the equation, but flesh, flesh will on and Liege of late have come down to the last few Ks because people are waiting and the level's that high now. Everybody knows each other and a lot of riders ride to power. They kind of know what it, it takes to win a race like that unless you're going to be riding in a very, very flamboyant, risky manner. I hope somebody does, but I think without being nobody negative, I think we could... It could happen right on, on the very last climb, and that's, that's, the, that's the, 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 the whole climb. I think it will happen on there. And I think there'll be 40, 50 riders left in contention. Um, and I've worked, the word on the street I've heard is that the Dutch team are one of the teams that aren't going to leave it until the very end. They're one of the teams willing to light it up mm-hmm. on, on, the, on the penultimate or, or maybe final climb of the, the, of the main circuit. But... It's a, it's a tough one, but because it's so hard, that can often mean that riders ride in a slightly more conservative way. But we'll see. It's certainly going to be absolutely brutal. And that descent is is exhilarating. I mean, it, beautiful road surface. You hardly need to touch the brakes. But there are one or two corners where you could still get it catastrophically wrong as well. And that, it's just exciting. We, one of the guys I was with today out riding touched 101 uh, kilometres an hour. And we were just out training. I didn't do that. I just throttled back and was... You know, for a bit of a cafe run, but it was it's it's a great circuit, but tough, but maybe too tough. Who knows? Thomas uh, Roeriger, the 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 Austrian former pro who actually designed the course, and and I think it was him that actually found this final horrible climb. Hull it, climb, yeah, hull, yeah, the whole whole climb. Welcome I mean, he actually he, he he actually says in his in his notes that he's expecting some people to be walking up there. I mean, can you imagine that? This is like a, a Koppenberg scenario. Yeah, well, it's it's average kind of eleven or thirteen percent with a pitch of twenty eight, which is ridiculous. And it's 
it's canopied. The vast majority of the climb is, mm. is covered in trees, and this time of the year, the leaves have come off. Even if there's not rain, generally the road's damp because of the condensation and the dew you get. And um, a couple of, couple of mates have ridden up it this last week, and they arrived a few days ago when it was damp, and they said they could hardly get traction on the back wheel. Um, so if we're... I believe it could change. We're in for rain maybe Saturday for the women's race, maybe Saturday night, late Saturday. If it's still damp for the men's, you know, even things like really tyre pressure could be absolutely crucial. But, uh, yeah. yeah, when it 28% leaves wet surface, yeah. you've got to think about weight distribution on the bike and possibly just, like, getting off, definitely. When it comes to talking to the women's on Saturday, who do you see people in contention with? The Dutch are so... I mean, in the time trial, Dutch women first, second and third... Well, Van Vluten and Van der Breggen can, although they're powerful rulers, they can also climb. They, they're, they're kind of explosive on the climbs as well. But um, I've got a feeling that Cassia Nuedoma could, could medal or possibly win it for Poland as well. She's one of the purest climbers out there. She, she recently won um, the Flesh Ardèche, wasn't it, in, um, over in France recently, the stage race there. So she's clearly in very good form. And if there's a course that's designed for her, it's this one. But she's gonna, it's going to be tough, definitely going to be tough. But she's my tip for the women's race if i'm not mistaken uh near the one on the descent i seem to remember but i don't the but but by also by basically by chipping off on her own and, I and, and not so, looking yeah. back yeah I, I believe so um so um and you're going to need that that skill as well because what we've talked about the climb i've kind of given a bit of a information on the descent but the t- there's a real technical part through the town as well when you come off the descent there's 1k of very very wide open kind of boulard sort of dual carriageway almost and you swing left over the bridge and then there's this very very narrow bottleneck and a funnel into the, the old town and it kind of twists and snakes and there's lefts and right but it's all on cobbles um, and then you hit the bottom of the uh, the whole climb of course they go over the the first part of the whole climb about 800 meters worth of it every lap so all categories ride that then the men of course go up the rest of it but the approach to that if there's, if there's a bit of pace on, it's going to be lined out because it's, it's like a commerce or a criterium leading to the bottom of the climb. So you've got the climb, the descent, and then the added stress. It's, there's no promenade midway through the, the, the circuit. It's actually, I, I think, going to be quite stressful, especially towards the back end. So that tactically could be crucial. And you might see riders thinking, I might try and chip off on the descent just or on the climb just to get a bit of headway and kind of manoeuvre my way through the kind of technical element of the town before the climb itself. So there's loads of these different component parts, and it's a world of, it's a world of three elements, isn't it? The, the kind of 60K in the valley, the eight ascents for the men of the climb, or seven or eight ascents, and then this horrible kick-up at the end. It's, I don't think we've seen a world like it divided up like that. We've seen them play around with the world's format since Geelong, haven't we? But this is new again, and um, I think it's quite good. I think it's quite subversive, and I really quite like it. But it's going to, yeah, you're going to need... Really, you can play it tactically, but you're going to need very, very good legs on that climb. If we come to the men's race, to my mind, it's it's who's got the strongest components nationwide rather than individuals. Because for me, it's it's Spain and Colombia look great. Who else is in the in in the mix there? France have got a lot of options. Uh, although, again, word on the street is that you know Warren Warren Badagi doesn't get on with Pino, and Pino doesn't get on with Alaphilippe, and Alaphilippe would just want to ride. So. And that, that in itself is, is fascinating, isn't it? I like the fact that they've all got the jerseys on, but let's be honest with you, 
they want to win. The, there's, there's a couple of riders there in particular in form at the moment, and uh, Alaphilippe is obviously one of the out-and-out favourites. But I've got a cheeky feeling that Pino could do a good ride and set the cat amongst the pigeons. And that even if they ride to Guimard's, I don't know what Guimard's plan is, of course. But if I was Guimard, I'd be saying, my joker would be Pino to go long, let Alaphilippe sit back. So the French have got a very, very good team, um, but it could be internal strife that sort of um, that scuppers in any any kind of desire they have. That would be really interesting to see who, how it plays out. Pino, two stages in the Vuelta, coming in, you know, disappointed in the Tour. He's got a point to prove. I, don't, I think there could be some, a lot of needle in that team. And another out, another team that's good, Belgium, Dylan Tjerns. Can Greg Van Avermaet get over it? Maybe three Ks at that kind of grade, maybe a bit too hard. But who would have tipped Greg Van Avermaet to win the Olympics? We haven't talked about GB, of course. The Yates yeah. boys, have they got a chance? Yeah. I think my favourite, alongside favourites, Alaphilippe, Valverde and Simon, Simon or Adam Yates. I mean, obviously, Simon you know, won the Vuelta, but... Adam rode in service and is clearly in very, very good form and got better and better. Mm. And um, we don't know who the leader is, but they've got below Adam and Simon. When I say below, I mean that you know, respectfully. It's a very young, inexperienced team, but a team that none of the other riders can win the Worlds. But what they can do is look after them. I mean, um, But I don't think the GB team this year will blow the race apart. But what they'll do is just make sure those lads are as fresh as possible coming into the last couple of laps of the big circuit and get them in position for the final climb. So GB have got, you know, a very, very interesting option at the back end and the lads are in form and it wouldn't surprise me if we, if, yeah, if we saw one of the Yates brothers on the podium, you would say, yeah, you wouldn't be like, oh my God, that's a surprise. You would go, yeah, that, that feels right. Italy we haven't touched on, have we? Nibali, Moscon? Uh, apparently, uh, old Nibali the other day threw his hat in the ring and said, I'm going to ride for Moscon. Leadership is now on the shoulders of Gianni Moscon. The, uh, the controversial Gianni Moscon, but the bottom line is he's been performing very, very well, very well of late in the Italian races, the traditional autumn, autumn sort of closing races. He's got a real fiery temperament, as we know, but he's very, very strong. Although I, you know, you could argue, as Nibley just said, that he's going to take leadership because I really think that I could be a sleeper. You can never rule out Vincenzo Nibley because he can just do his own thing. I mean, the, the, the beautiful way that he won Milan San Remo. Remember, he's only one. There's not many Grand Tour winners who've won two monuments. You know, Milan San Remo and Lom, in, in Lombardia. He is a racer's racer, and you cannot rule Nibley out. But Clearly, on paper, the man in form is Moscon. So what are you doing here for the rest of the world? Are you with uh, Zwift in a, in a pop-up place over the road? Yeah, Zwift have got a little pop-up uh, right on the circuit, actually. Um, and you can come and hang out from 10 till 10, Cheers, from mate. Thursday to Sunday. But yeah, I'm making a couple of videos for those guys. So it's quite interesting, a little bit different. They've got quite a big crew of people out here. But of course, they've got the, the course rendered on Zwift, the Innsbruck course, which... A lot of riders have used, and it's actually been quite a big help. I've been speaking to a few of the riders out on the course today when I was riding around. They said, yeah, we've used, obviously, I'm in the Zwift kit. But, uh, but no, yeah, Zwift are here in full force. But, yeah, come say hi and, uh, and watch the world. Yeah, we're right near the finishing podium and stuff. It's, uh, it's cool. And talking of open houses on, on, right on the course, um, here's Stu Klepp. Stu, <laughs> what, what have we got? We've got, um, we've, we've, we've got a little uh, soiree going on uh, for a, a couple of days. A little while ago on a previous podcast, I might have mentioned this, but I went out to Innsbruck and visited the guys from BBUC, uh, Brilliant Unicorn, and uh, we've got together with them, and we've got a place here with Fesca Bikes, and we're here all week, and we've got a party Friday and Saturday night at uh, Gang and Gleber. 
I don't know how you pronounce That's it. Good I'm not sure. I, I thought that was a cracking pronunciation. Well, Am I allowed to say thank you for my disco socks, by the way? Thank so, you. For yeah, you're, you're most welcome. You're most I, welcome. I, I'm going for Gang and Geber, yeah. but it's, it's on Leopoldstrasse, and it is actually right on the court. So you know, there's 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 options here. There are options. You can you, you know yeah. go Swifting, go Swift. Yeah. Later on in the night, then, when it's the party hour, yeah, come you, come down you, the disco boys. You can have you can have beer with us. Um, beer is isotonic. Always remember that. Uh, for good, ref- good for recovery. Well, one is maybe two. Monks only used to drink beer, didn't they? Because the water in the Middle Ages, water wasn't safe. Yeah. So they used to drink beer. They're perpetually inebriated. Do you know where the expression "small beer" comes from? You're going to tell me, aren't you? I am going to tell you. It's uh, it's low alcohol beer um, because the water was unsafe. Mm. You had this really low alcohol beer. It was like two percent, something like that, and that was better than the water. But I digress. We will be uh, serving probably higher strength beer than that here, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. And also, I have to say, it, I mean, it, it takes a lot to impress me just by standing looking at a bike, but these Fesca bikes, eh? Yeah, they, don't, yeah, they are. They're, they're beautiful. In fact, they're lending me to one um, uh, to go and ride tomorrow up up the hell climb. What time are you going up there? I could meet you, and we could have a little, a little kind of duke out. We're ready. How, we'll stop drinking now. We should. Yeah, we should. I might stop. I'm, no, I'm tapering. I'm tapering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I might have a whey protein mix in a minute and skip dinner. Have you checked out what the bottom gear is on the bike you're taking? No, oh, it'll be fine. I'll big ring it. If Vincenzo Nibali, he came over here and did a recce of that climb about a year ago. And uh, as Matt was saying earlier about it being wet, he said uh, he compared it to a mountain bike race. It could, uh, the surface isn't great. And if it is wet, you're under that tree line, under the pine trees that are up there. I didn't realise, when, when people first started talking about that climb, I thought, oh, right, it's just a short, punchy climb. 3K isn't a short, punchy climb. That's, that's, that's a well, leg bender. Uh, the, the speeds they're going to be going up, which, yeah. uh, you know, I wouldn't want to put a, a figure on it, but it's going to be quite slow. Yeah. It's going to be like a 10 or 12, a 10-minute effort. Yeah. You know, uh, pushing like... Four, five, six hundred watts. Yeah. It's 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 an insane effort at the back end of a already very very arduous day. I mean, the world's of course. What is it? Two two sixty kilometres. It's a long it's day a long anyway. Day. Yeah. But something like that is well, it is unprecedented. I mean, mm. I'm th- thinking back to to Colombia. That was there's a lot of elevation there, but you knew the climb every lap. It was kind of quite formulaic. Mm. But with it being so close to the to the finish, and it could all happen there unless yeah. you got a selection earlier on, or unless somebody's brave enough to go solo, of course. But it's all lifts and butts. But that. You know, it's, I think it's going to be absolutely critical. I see. I, when when I, I looked at the course and and saw the end of people saying oh, it's an out and out climbers course, I yeah, I'm not entirely convinced it is. Unless, as you were saying earlier, when it is right, people will ride. You know, people know what each other are capable of, and you're saying it kicking off on on the hell climb. I was, I wondered whether one of the longer climbs earlier, a split could happen. Because it's quite a long, it's like 11k or something climb, isn't it? Like five five percent plus. Yeah. Um, where it, there are ramps of 10 percent in it, that that could be quite quite decisive in the race. Because this isn't a course that you could you could get a good chase going. I don't think. And um, no, I know that's a really good point in terms of organised chases. I mean, um, you've got you're not going to pick up much time on the descent. It's a long, fast, you know, not overly technical, but with a couple of sketchy corners. But most most of it you don't need to break if you've got your big kahunas you do not and it's dry you don't need to break down there. there's one or two that you do but the vast majority you're going very very quickly the only bit you can really get an organized chase on is only about 1600 meters long and then you're in the town mm. and uh, you know you then then you hit the bottom of uh, 
of, of the climb and then the run into the finish, which again is, is quite technical. Mm. Um, the approach to the, to the big climb itself is quite wide. But yeah, in terms of kilometres, there's probably only like three or four Ks maximum because it's a 23-kilometre circuit um, that you could um, probably chase on and then the, before you hit the climb. So it's going to be... I bet there's a lot of DSs, kind of uh, national squad DSs, not, not exactly scratching their heads, but um, having to have a really, really you know, deep think about this course and how they best you know, use the resource that they have at their disposal. And, that, and that's what makes the World Championships so fascinating. You've got, obviously, national squads, internal conflicts in relation to people, you know, teams that riders are going for, and also looking for contracts. And bottom line is, you know, the, the world's bands are kind of... Yeah. They're, they're, they're wonderfully iconic, aren't they? I mean, this is a yeah. very, very, very special race. And if you've got good legs, but, you know, in, although you'd, I'd, I'd go against team orders if I've got better legs than the guy I was... I, I would. I mean, yeah. um, so, and that's... But there's one or two teams who may have that, conum, uh, may have that kind of conundrum, you know. Uh, it's going to be fascinating. OK, to finish off and put you on the spot, mm. who's you fancy to win the women's? Cassie Newidoma. Stu? Thank I'm going to go with Annemiek van Vluten. And the men's? Alaphilippe. Uh, Kwiatkowski. Ooh. Oh. Double, oh. A double, po- a double Polish, yeah. I'm going Polish. near Bali. There we go. Thank you very much. Kenny, good to see you here in uh, Innsbruck. Quite a surprise. Uh, what are you doing here in town? Yeah, many times I'm coming to the World Championships to give advice to, to the Belgian team on the tactics. But uh, for the very first time, I am coming to, uh, to Innsbruck in Austria to, uh, for the UCI Nutritionals Commission. And they have uh, paying me a lot of money to give the advice because of the breakthrough in peace in Belgium. Where in peace in Belgium now are basically the Belgian equivalent of olives. And many riders are being the big performances and they think they can take nutrition to the next level. So I'm talking on the council and talking to guys like uh, Manuel Kenziato, who is a nutritional expert on olives. And he's looking at the pea work I've been doing and he's saying this is the future. So possibly peas in Italy may replace olives for nutritionals. And the UCI, the, the eyebrows are being raised and the eye sockets and the balls of the eyes are pointing towards the nutritionals of Kenny. Interesting you should say that, Kenny, because I saw that uh, Victor Campenats got uh, bronze in the time trial. Were you doing some work with him? Yeah, little Victor is a very small guy. It looks like he was born in 1900, uh, which is normal for him. He has an unusual beard and a moustache. He's a strange guy, but I like him. He's also good at the chronos, but also he is experiencing, we are giving him free, well, not exactly free, but we're offering trade price, science of shoes, inserts, because he's a tiny man. And we, are, we think he can be less aerodynamic, but also more imposing in the TTs if he is taller. So we are placing the SOS inserts, and we have a bronze medal. It is not as aero, but he's causing a little bit of fear into the hearts of the rivals. We saw in the, in the final, he's making a massive tempo because of the inserts inside his shoes. And in his mind, he's a taller guy than when he was before a smaller guy. That's fascinating stuff. And obviously Sunday... Uh a brutal course, a very long race. Nutrition strategy is going to be absolutely tantamount, huh? Yeah, you know, uh, I told the Brailsford the other day, huh? he called me all the time about nutritionals. He said, hey, can you be a consultant for Team Sky? He said, hey, Dave, he'd leave it. Huh? 
I do not want to work for you guys because you don't understand the, the fundamentals of nutritionals. And so they want to make a PGL. Uh, I say no because I own the rights on the big distribution in West Flanders. It is a big, uh, big influence. So, uh, but uh, if you have the right pea strategy, I know Ali Philippe. Uh, he's going to be using uh, processed marrow peas in the pocket. They're slightly bigger peas than usual peas in Great Britain. They use them for the chips and the fish. And also, uh, we have a big uh, supplier, Flemish Fleece Flanders of Flanders, in uh, 2017. They're bankrupt because of the uh, legal issues, because two people are being poisoned and they were very critically ill. Uh, But the the peas supplier, Patrick's Peace, who supplied the peas for the Flemish Fleece Flanders of Flanders vegetarian peas, they've come on board to be the nutritional supplier for 2019-2020. And uh, Ali Philippe is on board, but we cannot tell this to the public uh, unless it's on a podcast like this. It's okay, it's normal. I'm struggling to work out how you get marrowfat peas, right, which is basically mushy peas, yeah, how you get that out of your jersey pocket, because isn't it going to be a big messy mush in there? Now, the wonderful thing about marrow peas, uh, we laminate them with a special coating, like the coating you have in tablets. I speak to Patrick Lefebvre uh, with the quack steps, and he has uh, with the omegas. And uh, he said to me, uh, we, we can laminate the piece for a low price. So I take uh, the piece to be laminated. And uh, Ali Filippi said, Kenny, laminate my piece for me. I say, it's okay, I do this. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.